This is WFO Radio. Speedway, and we've been joined <coughs> by today's race winning crew chief, Alan Gustafson, for today's Ally 400. It's been a long day, right, guys? Yes. So, um, Alan, before we roll straight into questions, um, just give us a little bit, um, as Jenna just kind of joked and told us, it has been a long day for a crew chief standpoint. You guys had a lot of things to navigate from, you know, lightning holds to actual rain and red flags and then just, you know, the, the racing part of it. Just from your kind of seat today, tell us a little bit about what, what that looked like before – having the opportunity to celebrate with your team at Victory Lane. Yeah, uh, I think for us, we were super optimistic coming in. We had a pretty good car on, uh, I guess, Friday practice and qualified decent and had some track position. So I uh, felt good about it and didn't start the race very good and the car wasn't driving great. So had a lot of work to do and started to work on the car and then had a pit stop issue, which kind of got us behind, but ultimately helped a little bit because we had an opportunity to work on the car a little bit more, which... Then from then on, I think the car was in good, you know, in a good position and driving really well. So we were able to make up ground. And yeah, I mean the rain delays and lightning delays. I mean certainly there's nothing we can do about that. We just have to work through it and stay focused and and uh, use that time to our advantage to to you know have a plan to move forward and execute. And um, yeah, once we got back through that rain, our car was really good and competitive, and uh, we executed well. I think from then on, it was kind of this. You know, tail of two races for us. We were bad news bears to start, and then at the end we got it right and we're really good. All right, we're going to open for questions. If you have a question, raise your hand and we'll get to the mic to you. Um, all right, we're going to start. We'll start in the back and then we'll make our way up front and then we'll head to the back as well. All right, Jared Haas with FrenchStretch.com. My question is with the tire wear, how did it uh, wear comparative to the day, type, day part of the race to the night part of the race, and how did how much did that influence your call to stay out uh, for Elliott? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, tire wear wasn't really an issue for us. Our tire wear was good, but, uh, you know, the fall off was less certainly at night. You know, you could see the lap time fall off was, was less, and that played into the end. I think, you know, regardless in that circumstance, we were probably going to stay out, but certainly the fact that, you know, the fall off was less as the track cooled down uh, contributed some. All right, we'll go to Jenna. Uh, what was the penalty for? Did we get a penalty? That's what Chase keeps saying. No, I think we just went to the back on our own accord. Uh, you had a long, you yeah. made some changes on pit road? Well, we had the potential loose wheel, so we backed him up in the stall, tightened the wheel to make sure it was okay. Then obviously we were gonna be at the back at that point in time, so then we came back in and uh, worked on the car a little bit more, handling-wise, you know, chassis-wise. And then he said that you guys were able to make a lot of changes during the rain. Um. We had changed, um, I can't remember if, the, I thought that pit stop issue was before the rain. It was before the rain. Uh, no, we had made all of our changes to that point uh, and then ultimately never got too much chance to show it. You know, we went to the back and we were like 16th at the rain delay. Um, so, yeah. So he's completely confused on it. Yeah, everything. a little bit, but yeah. we All won't right. call so him out we'll too just, bad. We'll just regard everything he said. Yeah. So, so you guys stay out. Um, everybody, 
comes all, all the guys you're racing for the win come in. Did the nine other guys staying out put the separation that locked Absolutely. that up for you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the difference. I mean, I think, um, yeah, I mean, the, the 18 for sure, uh, you know, 19 was really good. 18 was really good. 18 was really fast on a short run. So, I mean, yeah, if he lines up anywhere near us on new tires, it's game over. But, um, yeah, I, I, he just, my expectation was he wasn't going to get that close. And I, and I feel like there was going to be enough. And it typically is. It's really tough, right? I mean, there's enough chaos in front of you that you just can't go anyway. So that's what we were hoping for. And ultimately, there was, you know, I, don't, I guess you said nine or whatever, but, you know, I, 10, there were, you know, when I saw there were four or five legit good cars, right, they, the guys that weren't going to be easy to pass. And when, when I saw that, I felt better. You never know. You know but then, you, you know, you, you can't just sit there and say, oh, Kyle, well, you got to focus, you know, shift your focus to Kurt. I mean, he's no slouch. I mean, the guy's a great race car driver, right? I mean, he just won at Kansas, and that team's been doing really well. So, I mean, you got Kurt and you got Kyle Larson and, and Ryan, all those guys, super good drivers and good teams. So, had to execute, you know, regardless. All right. We'll go to Mark and then Steven. Mark Carroll, PRN. Congratulations. Thank you. You get points in both stages. You get some more playoff points with the win. You're still in position, of course, to get the 15 for the regular season championship. What does this win do in in moving towards that goal, so you, you other than not getting the stage wins, you kind of got everything tonight. Yeah, I mean it's that's you know that's the position we're in right now. I think most of the guys, you know, whatever the twelve certainly that have won are are focusing on that, right? I mean that's that's kind of the key now is to get as many playoff points as you can, so you position yourself. Uh, as best as possible when it re-racks because, you know, anything can happen. There's still a lot of time between now and then. So um, we're obviously working to win every race, but when you're when you're there, you know, yeah, the points are – points and playoff points are the focus. So is that a goal to the point where that's part of your strategy planning every week or you just on, stay on offense and, and just hope for the best? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wish it was – a bit more glamorous, but that's kind of what I try to do every week. So you just, you know, I mean, if you're leading the points or you're wherever you're at, you're, you're trying to win and you're trying to win stages and you're trying to lead laps and have the best car possible. And, um, yeah, I mean, are we in a position to maybe take a few more gambles now than we would have if you're somebody else? Certainly, but I don't think it's significantly different. All right, Stephen, go ahead. Steven Toronto, CBS Sports. Alan, I don't mean to drudge up bad memories when you're kind of riding the high of uh, a victory. Of course you don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I know. Let's not do it. Next. I, I have to. Let me guess. You know. It's Charlotte. You're going to ask me about Charlotte? Yes. Oh, actually, awesome. uh, I love it. Yeah, Perfect. So, so anyway, you know yes. what the scenario was. Yes. Was no, that in the back of your mind when, uh, when that caution came out and you had to make the decision whether to uh, stay out and hope everyone else behind you or not – or hoping up – other drivers stayed out and, you know, you'd be able to stay out front or come in and risk everyone else staying out? Yeah, I mean, it's how you – I mean, anything you do in life is based on your experiences, right? I mean, everything you do. So, certainly that factors in the, the decisions I make is, you know, so do – unfortunately, the bad ones are the ones that always get brought up, but, you know, all the good ones factor into my decision-making process too, you know. So, uh, I, I don't know – did I think about Charlotte? Do I think about Charlotte – do I get reminded of Charlotte? Yes. Yes, I do, unfortunately. Yes, yes. 
you know, was it a huge influence on what we had to do here? Not really. Right. Were there any other times in the past where you elected to stay out and it worked out? Just, just so, uh, just so we don't keep drudging up bad memories. Yeah, Let's there's a up lot of ones. them. I mean, I can't think of top of my head. I mean, probably the coolest one was with Mark Martin at Loudon and whenever that was, because. <laughs> yeah, like so. Yeah, like that was. I mean, I don't know. Like, there's, there's certainly ones that we've, uh, that I've, I've stayed out and won. I want to race with Kyle at Phoenix, staying out. So yeah, like I can, I gotta go through the Rolodex here, but there's quite a few that that's happened. So. Right. Just so that's on I the record. I won Dover with Chase staying out. Oh yeah. How about that's that right. one? Yeah, we there got we a go. Few. We got a few. Yep. All right. <laughs> cool. Sure. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, we'll add those to the notebook. Okay, we're going to go Nate and then up front, please. Uh, Nate, Ryan, NBC Sports. Alan, there was one move. I can't remember when it was, but there was a restart where Chase like passed like five cars and like a half a lap. Can you give us your perspective on that? Yeah, that was – I felt like that, that was kind of the moment in the race where I was like, all right, we, we, we should win this race. Ultimately – uh, I didn't feel like we were going to pass the 19, I'm sorry, 18 and 19 at the time on equal ground. So I wanted to get off sequence with them there. And when I did, not as many people pit as I had hoped. So we were a little bit further back. And he got back to, you know, what you're referencing, you know, fourth or fifth in no time. And I was like, this gives us a huge advantage, you know. And I think he's a testament to how good 19 was. It was just really took us a long time to pass him. But then certainly we got past him and were able to track Kyle down pretty quick order there. So, yeah, that was a big deal. Uh, restarts typically on our forte and our strength and, and Chase did an amazing job with that. And, and that was really the first kind of indication. I knew we were getting better. You just don't know how good you are because we weren't really in the best track position. And that was the first indication. I was like, all right, this thing's pretty good. Chase isn't conservative, but he's not really known for that kind of aggression. Yeah, did, did that take your breath away a little bit? To yeah, no, it's just fires you up. You're like, all right, here we go. And like you said, you know, he's not conservative at all, but he's just a guy. You know, he's a very calculated driver and doesn't put himself in bad positions. So when I knew he had that much confidence in the car, then I knew it was that good. And then I know um, you've talked a little bit about points, but this gives you 13 playoff points, and you're tied with Byron and Chastain now for first, which I, I know is, uh, you know, you've still got nine races to go in the regular season. But does, where does that, I guess, position you? Does it give you some confidence for the championship hunt? Yeah, I just think it's too early. I mean, look, it's good. I mean, you want to be the best at everything, right? You want to be the first in all the metrics that matter, and certainly that's what we strive to do. But it's just early. It's just a long, long way to go, and I don't know that – the landscapes, you know, right now, how it's going to be. We just got to keep winning. We've got to keep accumulating points and put ourselves in the position, you know, to score as many points as possible and try to, you know, win the regular season and just stack them up. You just, you know, I don't know, you know. I mean, certainly the Gibbs cars have been running a lot better, and, you know, who knows where it's going to go in the future. We just got to do everything we can to stay on top. Uh, yeah, Chase, I, I know it was in comparison to the fairgrounds when you, you – had fears of a snooze fest here. I'm curious a couple times through it now. What kind of racing do you feel like this track is, is, has given you guys and, and was tonight, you know, exciting in that way? I, like, I like boring races that we lead every lap. So I'm, I'm probably the wrong guy to ask. So, I mean, I don't, I don't and that's up to you guys to decide. I want to I make it as boring as I possibly can. All right, we're going to go back to Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Hey, Alan, there's been so much talk about this car can go to widely variant 
types of tracks compared to what you, you guys used to do. Obviously, you wanted Dover, you went here concrete. Was this the same car? Were things able to carry over, or is this something that was a car that was run on the Bristol dirt or something? I have no idea, to be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know where. I mean, they're all, it's not, we don't look at them the way we used to and categorize them, you know, for certain types of tracks. So it could have, it very well could have raced anywhere. I have no idea. Do you feel you are, where do you feel you are in understanding this car and able to calculate what to do in terms of adjustments or look ahead as opposed to just trying to react? Yeah, I mean, it's still early. Um, we're still learning things. I mean, I feel like we came here with a little bit different philosophy from uh, what we've been running. You know, we had the off weekend to kind of work through it. So this isn't what our typical package. It's slightly different. Um, it's, you know, fairly different from Dover. So I don't know if it was better or worse, but uh, it ran well. Yeah, I think everybody, you know, my fear is everybody, that there's not a ton of adjustment in the car, so everybody's going to kind of drive down in the bottom right corner. You know what I mean? It's, it's just eventually everybody's going to get to a very, very similar place uh, through experience and, and, you know, guys that are good at what they do. So uh, I don't know that we've, un we've tapped everything, all the opportunity to, to get the car to drive good or get an advantage, so we'll keep working on it. But I, I hope that uh, – yeah, we can keep opening up new ways to, to get performance out of the car, because if not, I think everybody's going to get pretty close pretty quickly. And, and the last thing is, uh, so is it too early to see trends, or is everything's just bouncing from week to week and it's nothing makes sense yet? Well, I think you can, I mean, yeah, I mean, everybody can draw their own trend line they want to. To me, you know, it's not, uh, there's, just like there was the night, there's, there's probably a legit pick your number eight or so cars that can win the race and the, the team that executes that the best and puts themselves in position at the end wins. You know, I, I don't feel like there's really been a dominant car in a race all season, really, that I can think of. All right. Any final questions for Alan? Okay, we'll have a follow-up with Jenna. Alan, um, with the two long delays, is it how do you keep the team motivated and focused, and the driver as well? Um, so the team, they're they, you know, we we just kind of came off a rough start, so everybody was pretty honed in and just yeah. So you just feel like you, you know, just were you know, taking a beating, so like you're pretty much ready to to. Uh, to uh, avenge that, but for Chase, uh, I just, you know, I felt like I needed to instill in a little confidence in him that we're gonna, the car was improving and we were getting where we wanted to be, and it didn't take much, but I talked to him a little bit and just said, hey, you know, with the way the car's driving, where the lap times are, and as much ground we made, even uh, the restart when we went to the back before the rain delay, we had made some pretty good ground. I was like, look, we're, we, we've got a really good shot here. We've got to stay focused. So um, he's pretty easy. You know, it's not hard. But, yeah, I, I didn't want him to – I know he's in the car and driving hard and then things happen and then it's super easy to get frustrated and super easy to think that, you know, things are going to go bad. And, and where he's at, obviously, based on – what he was talking about doesn't know the whole story all the time. So I just wanted to make sure that uh, he knew that, hey, you know, 
I was pretty confident that we were going the right direction. We were going to be in position to do what we needed to do. I love that. He, we talked about that a little bit today. I don't, I don't feel like I was rebuilding his confidence. I was just basically trying to say, hey, we're not going to screw it up anymore. Go do your job. That was kind of it. So I've always have, my philosophy as a crew chief has always been the same. Is, you know, you, my goal is always to make the drive the weak link, right? If, if he's the weak link, then that's, I've done my job. The team's done their job, right? With him, it's not an easy thing to do because he's a pretty strong link and obviously other guys that I've worked with, you know. So that's what I try to do. And, that was a little bit more of what I was describing is I was trying to say to him, hey, I don't, the word I was going to use, I'm not going to use. We're done, you know, what, what, messing up, and uh, we're going to get after it, right? So stick with us, bring your A game, I'll be good. All right. Alan, thank you for spending yeah, some time thanks. with us. Appreciate we appreciate it. it. You were free to go. Bob's got some questions about how you're now the concrete king and – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to continue now um, with our post-race press conference for, for today and tonight, I should say. Out of 400, we've now been joined by our race winner, Chase Elliott, driver of the number nine Napa Chevrolet for Hendrick Motorsports. Congratulations on the win, Chase. Thank we you. appreciate you spending some time with us. We're going to roll straight into questions for Chase. If you have one, raise your hand. We'll work to get the microphone around, and we'll start with Larry Woody. Chase, congratulations. How tough was it to maintain your focus during all those stops and starts and delays? Uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't too bad. I feel like we've, you know, we've had that a good bit over the last few years since they implemented the lightning thing. So um, <clears throat> it wasn't, I didn't think it was too difficult. All right. Mike, go ahead with your question. Racing at the fairgrounds, just how special is this for it to be a Nashville? Yeah, race? look, I, I I wish we were at the fairgrounds, uh, for the record. But I, you know, I'm glad we're at least in the in the market. You know, and this is a this is a cool town. It's a great place to be. It's a great place to race. Um, it's a town that I think embraces us. Um, you know, and we we embrace the people that are here, and they stuck it out. I mean, heck, the crowd was still pretty good. I thought for uh, it to be you know 11 o'clock at night or whatever, and having started this thing six or seven hours ago. So, yeah, I, I thought um, I thought we had a good crowd. appreciate everybody sticking around, and, and it is close to home for me. So, I'm, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to win anywhere. But, uh, you know, when you win kind of close to home like that, it does – it is pretty special. And what about after last year's disappointing race? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing was we, we just struggled here last year, you know. So, to have a, have a struggle uh, a race here a year ago and then to be able to come back and, and be – uh, as competitive as we were in the second half of the race, I, I am the most proud of that piece of the puzzle, I think, um, just to kind of reset and be able to reevaluate and get back going the right direction here. All right. We'll just start. Yep. Chase, I, I know you were talking relative to the fairgrounds a couple of years ago saying snooze fest here, but you, you you've been through a couple of races here now how do you feel like it has stacked up this track when it comes to that and and especially tonight yeah I mean I didn't think the race was terrible uh tonight you know, at least we could get up off the bottom and and move around which I thought was you know encouraging 
Um, and I was even more surprised that we still moved up after the sun went down. You know, I thought at that point it was going to be really one lane, and it really wasn't. You know, you could still still be in a, at least a couple different lanes, and uh, it was way more racy than, than I thought it was, or I thought it would be. Um, that still doesn't mean I prefer this over the over the fairgrounds and, and what that could be. You know, I, I, I don't want people to, you know, get a sour taste about that. It's just, you know, that, that racetrack and the history of that racetrack and its location is just something that we're never going to replicate again. You know, I mean, for the most part, all, all these facilities that we have are, you know, 45 minutes to an hour outside whatever said market is we're trying to reach. You know, if it's Michigan and or or, you know, here or Atlanta's 30, 45 minutes south of the city, you know, like all these places we go, Homestead's an hour outside Miami, you know, so all, all these places that we go, you're you're drawing from an area that is 45 minutes to an hour away with the fairgrounds, you'd be drawing from an area that's, what, 15 blocks away uh, or so, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, on that, but it's a hell of a lot closer than it is here, uh, and, and that's just not something that in today's society, you're never going to build a racetrack in, in a city like that again. Um, so that, that's why I think as an industry, we need to take advantage of that. We don't need to let that place die. You know, I mean, I know they built that big soccer stadium right next door, but use that as, as positivity because the infrastructure is now there to house all the people. You know, now they have ideas and ways to get people in and out. So I just, it's too good of a place, too good of an opportunity for us to not be utilizing that. In my opinion, I think it'd be the best uh, location and, and best event of the year if they could pull that off. Was your fear at the time that since – you were going to be racing here that you may not be racing there when actually I, it, it is possible you, you might. Yes, for sure. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I, I still worry about that a little bit, you know, but it sounds like they're at least working on it. You know, unfortunately I can't do a ton other than just voice my support uh, for it, you know, and I, I understand all the different sides of the, of the puzzle uh, there. And, and I respect that, but um, you know, selfishly for us, I think it'd be a great event and look, they're already racing there, you know, like, Folks seem to be doing just fine with the races that are going on, and you'd be talking about one big event a year there for for us to come and, and be a part of it. So uh, I think the positives outweigh the negatives, and, and I think there's a way to be respectful in doing so of the of the folks that live in the in the area and and be able to uh, you know do it in a positive light. All right, we're going to go to Mark, and then we'll make our way back over here. Mark Carroll, PRN. I've got two questions. First, Chase. Is it enjoyable to win a race where you have some problems, you kind of go off the radar screen? The JGR cars led 250 of 300 laps. They were kind of going like, all right, one of us is going to snag this thing, and then you end up winning. Is it fun to win kind of off the radar? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's fun to win regardless, I feel like. Um, but, yeah, I was really proud. Look, proud of, proud of a couple things. One, proud of – having the past month and a half, two months that we've had been horrendous. You know, I've crashed about 10 times and, you know, we've had a lot of, a lot of stuff happen to, to end up having bad finishes. And you never want that, especially when it's, uh, well, anytime, whether it's in a string of races or not, you don't want that period. Um, so proud to be able to bounce back from, from a really rough stretch. Um, and then proud to have, have struggled as bad as we did, uh, as bad as we were at the beginning of the race, to be able to adjust on it, take advantage of the opportunities we had to try to fix it. Um, and then to hit on it and to be able to execute after we hit on it to, to finish the event strong uh, is, is not an easy thing to do. So, you know, our, our team, I feel like um, they do a great job when everybody's pulling in the same direction and is executing and doing their jobs to the best of their ability. I feel like we're as good as anybody, and, 
Um, you know, tonight I felt like they really showcased their their talents, not just you know on pit road with our pit stops being really solid, but Allen and Tom making really good adjustments and just staying on top of everything. So it was a good good team win. Speaking of which, on as far as the points, uh, you got stage points. You obviously get a big chunk for winning. You're now plus 30 over Chastain, 31 over Blaney, 47 over Kyle. How do you look at that gap with nine races to go? Well, I mean, I feel like no gap is safe, right? I mean, we had a, had a pretty big one there at one point, and, and uh, you know, that, that can go away in a hurry. So, you know, look, you just have to keep – you have to keep bringing strong race cars to the racetrack. You have to keep putting yourself in position to win. When you're, when you're battling up front and you have shots to win – the points thing is going to take care of itself. You know, you might be faced, if you can achieve the first part of that, you might be faced with a, a situation here or there where you have to decide whether or not you want to get stage points or whether you want to try to go for the race win. And, and, and those things are, you know, that's just part of the, the, the world we live in now with, with stages, you know, but, um, you know, more so on road courses, I guess, than anything. But uh, you know, the, best, the best way to look at it is just try to be fighting for wins. And if we're doing that, I think the points thing will be, It'll kind of take care of itself. All right, Nate, go ahead. Nate Ryan, NBC Sports. Chase, the restart where you picked up like five positions and like a half a lap or a lap or whatever, I, I asked Alan about that, and he said that was the point at which he felt like, all right, we've got the car to win this race. We've got to win this race. Um, your perspective on that, and did you feel like when you made that move, like that was when you knew you had the car to win? I felt, uh, you know, honestly there, you know, I felt like our car was – our balance was good at least when we had our penalty and and we went to the back and I was able to run some different lanes that I had not had the ability to run prior to that and when that ability showed up for me I thought okay you know now now I think we're in the ballpark um you know and then and then as the race went on you know the restart thing like uh, you put anybody in the right situation and and you can look like a hero right I don't think there's anything special I did um, you know, you can take a car that isn't balanced as well uh, as what our, ours was tonight and have the right lane choice and the right guys get bottled up at the right time and you pass three or four of them, you know. Um, so I don't necessarily think that was the turning point for me. I feel like it was more just a balanced thing and feeling like we were we had got it really close. Um, and then from there just trying to execute and you know, have good restarts up front and have good pit stops. You can give yourself some credit, though. Looked like a video game type move. It was well. It worked out. I mean, they got. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of guys do that. You know, when when people get bottled up uh, off the corner and you have a head of steam, and I mean, the lanes just kind of opened up for me. So it wasn't anything spectacular on my end. I didn't think it just kind of went where the where the options were. Um, and following up on the points thing, um, beyond just having the lead in the point standings, you're also now tied for playoff points lead with Byron and Chastain with 13 playoff points. So do you feel like you're positioned pretty well with all this talk about, you know, guys are going to fall out in the first round who we're not expecting. It seems like you're, you're getting a little bit of a cushion. Well, you, you want more than that uh, for sure. I mean, I, I don't think any cushion is safe in the, in the playoff thing, unless you have seven or, you know, six or seven wins, uh, like, like some guys have over the last couple of years. At that point, then you're probably feeling much better about it, you know. But I, I don't think two uh, in just a couple stage wins is going to give you the confidence to make dumb decisions, you know, in, in the beginning of the playoffs. So, look, I, I think everybody's vulnerable uh, when the playoffs start, you know, uh, especially as the rounds progress. I mean, you know, we, we have seen guys with those big cushions not make the – 
the last round. So I, I don't think anything is guaranteed. You certainly want to hedge your bet in that direction as much as you can. Uh, and every win helps that. Every stage win helps that. So um, that's something I want to achieve. We, we've never really put ourselves in a in a position like that to where we have a big cushion and, you know, we're able to kind of cruise through rounds. I feel like we've always had to had to scratch and claw for each round, um, which is fine, and I'm okay with that. Uh, but it would be nice to, you know, rack up some wins and um, hedge your bet more so for, for a potential bad day or something out of your hands. All right, Stephen, go ahead. Stephen Toronto, CBS Sports. Chase, um, now that we've had two races in Nashville, um, where exactly does this race rank among the competitors in terms of races that are coveted and that drivers want to win? Obviously, uh, Nashville doesn't really have the recent history uh, in NASCAR since, uh, since there was a long gap between the 1980s and last year. So it's not necessarily like the Southern 500, the 600, and Charlotte, what have you. But it's pretty quickly become a destination race. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of hype around it. Uh, obviously, the, the market's big, kind of like Las Vegas is almost. And obviously, everyone also wants the uh, Gibson guitar when you win this race. So uh, where exactly does it rank? Yeah, I mean, I think it just depends on what your personal thoughts are on the city or whatever, but I've, I've enjoyed coming to Nashville. It's been one of my favorite towns for a number of years, um, you know, and, and, uh, have raced at the fairgrounds and had some special memories over there. So yeah, I, I, it's special to me because of that, you know, but I don't really know where it ranks amongst everyone. I've, for me, I've, I, every win is important and special to me because they're really hard to get, you know, I don't, um, I don't take any of them for granted. So they're all big, in my opinion, they're, they're too hard to, to, uh, to win, to not appreciate them, you know, in a pretty high regard. Thank you. All right, go ahead. Jared Haas with FrenchStretch.com. Before the 2022 season, you had zero wins on concrete. Now you won at Dover and Nashville. What, with the next-gen setup and concrete tracks, have you kind of found on that you found this recent success on concrete tracks? Um, I, you know, to be honest with you, I don't know that it has anything to do with the next gen thing. I feel like we've had good runs in the past at, at Bristol and Dover and, um, not necessarily here, but, you know, at least at Bristol and Dover, uh, to where we've had shots at winning and, you know, haven't, um, but you know, look, I, you get the right day, the right circumstance and the right car balance and everything goes your way. You can, you know, uh, I feel like our team can have a shot. Unfortunately, today was was that way for us, and we were able to, able to get it done. Thank you. Yep. All right. Any additional questions? All right. We're going to go to follow-ups. We'll grab one from Jenna and then follow-ups for Dustin and Nate, and we'll wrap there. All right. Jenna, go ahead. Back off, Nate. Um, Chase, <laughs> <laughs> how much say, thought, anything do you have in staying out or uh, pitting on that last caution? Um, I mean, I, I – I let Alan do his thing, you know, I, I just, he lets me, he lets me do my thing, so I'm going to let him do his, you know, and, and just have confidence in that, it doesn't, it doesn't do me any good to, to not, you know, I, I when, when I start questioning his decisions, I feel like is when we start going down a, a road that is not favorable for success, so uh, he's had a lot of respect for me and let me do my job and let me approach things a pretty unique way and, and kind of be me. Um, so I, I've always respected him in return and let him do his thing and, and just had confidence in whatever that, whatever that decision is. 
And when you walked in, he was answering a question about how, one, he keeps the team motivated and the driver motivated during those long weather delays. He said because the car had been so off at the start that the team was no problem, but that he did need to have a talk with you. What do you do during the delays, and what's, how did that talk go between the two of you? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was straightforward. I mean, I think, you know, really we just, uh, we just talked about our balance. I mean, honestly, we just talked about where we were at the start of the day, what we did in practice on Friday, um, how we landed in the position we landed in to start the event, why we chose that, and why it wasn't working. And uh, we tried to diagnose that to the best of our abilities, make a decision on which way we wanted to go, um, and we did that. And fortunately, it was the right, you know, right decision. So um, just had dialogue about the car. You know, I, I feel like when you get in those situations or whatever it may be, you know, look, it, it – it, um, if it's not going to make you go any faster, it's probably not worth talking about. And, and talking about those things and, and how we ended up where we did is a, is a, uh, a fruitful thing to do in that, in, that, uh, in that time period. So that's what we did. I think that's probably what a lot of people do. It wasn't anything spectacular or really special. But, uh, you know, we were able to just kind of talk through some of that and go back in a direction that worked for us. And fortunately, uh, you know, the condition changing and, and our adjustments uh, ended up in a really good spot. No, I, you know, I, I felt okay. I, I, at the beginning of the race, no. I mean, I, I felt like we were really, really off. Um, and then after we had our penalty, you know, like, like I was, or I'm sorry. Yeah, we, whatever it was. Yes. Yeah, our, our extended stay on pit road. How about that? Whatever. We started in the back. Um, so after we started in the back and I was able to, to run some different lanes that I hadn't been able to do throughout the day, um, at that point, I, I felt like, okay, you know, we've, we have something to work with again. Our car is driving like I remember it driving on Friday. And, uh, you know, from there, we just kind of went to work and tried to execute the event the best we could. Yep. All right, now that Jenna's got the non-penalty confirmed. Um, Sorry. No, it's all right. No, I, I, I'm fine with it. Um, so after the race chase, um, same difference, right? We started <laughs> yeah. in the back. Yeah. It's miscue, whatever. <laughs> um, Kurt Busch was really beating himself up about the last restart. He said he kind of went soft. He wished he had thrown some fenders. Um, were you expecting a little bit more? Did it surprise you that he didn't kind of mix it up or, or could he have even mixed it up in that position? I mean, that's, I feel like you're always going to look back and, you know, want to do something a little different, but, um, you know, I feel like Kurt and I raced each other with a lot of respect and, Obviously, we're going for the win. You know, we're going to be aggressive. I thought he was. You know, we went off into turn one, and we're both sliding, you know, up the track. And then at that point, I was able to get – I got positioned on him off of two. And then from there, I was just trying to manage my lanes, you know. And, and um, you know, if he was going to go in a lane that I thought might be really advantageous to him, I probably would have shut it off, you know, on him anyway. But, um, no, I, I thought, you know, we raced each other with respect, raced hard. And, um, you know, when, when – that on those restarts, when that one guy gets free, you know, it's going to be very difficult for that second place guy to, to time up a run without a mistake or something on, on a short run like that to the end. So, um, you know, I, I thought he did, did a good job, you know, and, and it was respectful. And from my end, I don't really know what else you can ask for there. All right, Dustin, go ahead. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Um, Chase, with about 40 to go on that restart with the 18, you were on the inside. He chose the outside. On the, he had the lane choice, and you were able to get by him. What, what, what were you able to do, or can you take me through that, and what worked for you at that point to 
be able to take advantage of, take the lead and, and take control of the race at that point? Yeah, you know, the 18 did it to the 19, you know, a restart prior to that. So I felt like the opportunity was there uh, to do it. You know, if the circumstances go your way, unfortunately they, they did. So, um, you know, once we got the lead there, it was just trying to control, you know, control my gap to him, run my race, manage my tires the best I could and not lose the lead. Um, and then uh, hope that a caution didn't come out. You know, and I hate that it did, but it did. And uh, fortunately it worked out for us. So then after that last caution, before the pit stops, are you, would, were you already thinking of what you would be doing? And would you, I'm assuming you would have taken the high side and had the 18 on the inside? Or if he had stayed out, it would have been the two of you on the front row again. Yeah. How would, were you already thinking about how you would have played or would you have gone to the outside for the restart? Yeah, I was, I was thinking the outside. I felt like there was a difference in, in used tires versus fresh tires. You know, I got the lead from him on fresh tires. He got the lead from Martin on, on fresh tires too. So that was the reasoning and why I did what I did. So how surprised were you to see those cars pit behind you then? Um, I wasn't, you know, typically they're going to do the exact opposite of what you're doing. You know, I feel like, you know, everybody gave Alan a lot of crap for the 600 a few years ago or whatever, but like those people behind you are going to do the exact opposite of what you do. I don't know why that doesn't get through everyone's head, um, especially at a racetrack that has some tire wear. So you're in a very vulnerable position at that point. Um, and two, like if the caution had come out two or three more times, we probably wouldn't have won because those guys would have kept cycling themselves forward. So say you get a caution twice and before you get the white flag and next thing you know, you're, you're sitting with a guy right behind you with four fresh tires with one lap on them, you know? So then at that point you're wishing you pitted. So it, th those situations are, are just impossible to get right, you know, and, and, and you knowing how the outcome is going to go is absolutely, uh, it, it's unachievable. So you try to make the best decision you can make and, and hope the cards go your way. Last thing is, um, how comfortable are you feeling with this car? Certainly we've seen, you know, nobody's really been able to, to be consistently strong too many weeks. Obviously you had five straight top tens at one point, which is the longest streak of the season. What, what's your comfort level with this car and, and trying to build the consistency and how is that, you know, how are you dealing with it when it's different as opposed to maybe past years where you maybe had a higher comfort level? Yeah, I mean, I think the difference is that the, the line to get it right is more thin than I think it has been in the past. Um, so just finding comfort and living in a tighter tolerance is difficult to do. Uh, and, and even though some days you might be comfortable, it's still really easy to step outside that. I mean, look at, look at Charlotte. I, I felt like I was, you know, not being very aggressive. And next thing you know, I made a mistake and hit the wall and our day's over, you know? I mean, it, it, it wasn't like at that point in time, you're trying to do anything crazy um, in a 600 mile race, or at least I didn't think I was. And, and you can get yourself in a lot of trouble in a hurry in these things. So just trying to, trying to figure out where you can live and, and live there comfortably and uh, how, to, you know, how to ratchet up your performance at the right time if that is you know, something inside your car that you can, you can pull out of it. Um, and if it's not, taking what's there for you and, and not, uh, not driving over your head. Because like I say, th this thing is it's pretty unforgiving uh, in a lot of ways. All right. Well, Chase, congratulations again on that victory. Um, we really appreciate you spending some time with us, and best of This is WFO Radio.
Yeah, welcome to the party. Bye, bye, bye. Subscribe to WFO Radio on iTunes. Never miss a show. And don't forget to write a review. WFO.